0: rather than trying to get rid of all the fires and get rid of all the high waters we have to know that in this world there's going to be fire in this world there's going to be water in this world there's going to be opportunities to either sink or swim to either put out the fire with the power of your words put out the fire with the smile of your face or be consumed by it because you're afraid and you're living in a world of anxiety and fear you don't have to live that way welcome back to think like a champion and back by popular demand we are going to continue to talk about the last days and how to not be afraid what days we're living in how to be ready for the end times? so many christians are asking are we in the end times is these the last days the wars the rumors of wars the the, the biometric system of facial recognition and palm recognition and all these things, is that the mark of the beast? Is that the chip that's going to be in everybody? What are we living in? What are we facing? What are we dealing with? Well, listen. Before we get into that, thank you for being here on Thinking like a champion. And thank you for everyone who's written a review, shared the podcast on social media. Thank you for helping us expand this community of champions, because that's what we are. We're not here to win arguments. We're here to win over the battle of our minds. We're here to win in life. We're not here to try to prove somebody wrong. We're here to make ourselves better and to be the people that God created us to be. So every post, every review makes a difference. So thank you for sharing. Keep on sharing and let's reach more people. In Second Timothy, Chapter three, we're faced with a verse that truly scares a lot of people because they're not reading it correctly. But he says, make note of this. Be certain of this. Be absolutely sure that you realize that in the last days there will be difficult times. We have got to know as champions how to deal with difficult times. How to deal with difficult seasons. How to deal with difficult people. How to deal with difficult years. How to deal with difficult finances. How to deal with a difficult government. How to deal with a difficult family. How to? We've got to learn to be people that can handle difficult times. He says in the last days we're going to experience difficult times. So guess what? It really doesn't matter if we're in the last of the last days or if we're in the first of the last days, he said, if we're dealing with difficult times, here's what to do. What are we supposed to do in the last days? We're supposed to do the same thing we do in any days. Like I said, if you're in a seven game series in an athletic event, contests with baseball, with basketball, with with um, hockey, these seven game series that you have to win the best of seven. You don't wait until the seventh game till you bring out your best pitcher. You don't wait until the seventh game to bring out the big bats. You don't wait until the seventh game to bring the best players. You start with game one. And you put the best person up first. You put the best picture up first. Why are we waiting until the last minute? Why are we feeding into this world of procrastination when God has given us plenty of warning to know what to do in these days? And listen, instead of trying to predict whether we're in the last days, we should start living like we are. We should live with the joy and the anticipation that Jesus is coming back soon rather than the fear of the beast and the fear of whether it's the beauty or whether it's the beast. (laughs) We got Jesus the beauty. We got the devil who's the beast. Listen to me. We don't have to worry about the times we're living in if we start living in the victory that Jesus told us we could live in. And he said, you got to face the fact in this world you're going to have tribulation in this world. You're going to have difficult times. We have to stop trying to sanitize our lives and get rid of all difficulty and learn how to walk through fires and not be burned, how to walk through the waters and not be drowned. Rather than trying to get rid of all the fires and get rid of all the high waters, we have to know that in this world there's going to be fire in this world, there's going to be water in this world. There's going to be opportunities to either sink or swim, to either put out the fire with the power of your words and put out the fire with the smile of your face or be consumed by it because you're afraid and you're living in a world of anxiety and fear. You don't have to live that way. He tells us what to do in the last days, he says in verse 14. As for you. I can't control what somebody else is going to do, but as for you, he says, Paul says, Timothy, listen, stop worrying about everybody else. Stop worrying about the fear of missing out or the fear of missing the Lord or the fear of of not having enough or the fear of this or the fear of that. Fear whether I'm in the right time or not in the right time, whether I'm living in the last days or not living in the last day, he said "As As it has to do with you, continue to do what you've learned and have become convinced of, you know, it sounds boring. Just keep doing the things that you've learned to do. Keep speaking words of faith rather than words of fear. Keep prophesying life rather than prophesying death. Keep smiling when no one's smiling at you. Keep speaking words of encouragement. Keep building yourself up. Keep growing in the Lord. Keep remembering the scriptures. Keep being kind. He said, do the things that you've already learned and become convinced of. You learned them from childhood just to realize the scriptures are holy and they contain the secrets of life. You know, everybody on social media, who is successful, has taken a truth from the Bible and used it in their own life or in their own business. They may not know how to glorify God, but they're proving how true and accurate God is by the mere fact that they're living or doing the thing that the Bible says to do. You know that whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, If you do things God's way, you're going to have success in this life. Now, there's only one way to have success in eternity, and that's to know Jesus. By this, he says, you have eternal life by knowing the one who God sent, which is Jesus. You know, true success comes from God's word, the holy scriptures, success in the last days. Yeah. Success in the first days. Yeah. Success in the days in between. Yeah, you see, we just need to pop the bubble and the myth that somebody is holding the key to to life for you that somebody knows when somebody has the inside scoop into when the last days are coming or when the mark of the beast is going to be given i've encouraged you with a few things last time we were together and today i just continue to pick up where we left off on ephesians chapter four where he says walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called with all humility. You know what we should be doing in these days, being humble people and he says in gentleness. You know we should be doing be kind and be gentle with people. Which he says with patience. What do we need to learn? We need to learn to have patience. You know, start with being patient on yourself. Start with being patient with yourself and be patient with others as a result. Bearing with one another in love. In other words, enduring one another, even when it's hard to endure one another. And then he says, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. You know, if you'll make room for the Holy Spirit, if you make room for the spirit that's trying to bring us together rather than the spirits that are trying to divide us, if you will make room for the spirit and the unity of the spirit, you're going to live in a bond of peace and a bond of peace means you're tied and glued to peace. You know, I know a lot of people that are tied and glued to anxiety. I was one of those people and I'm not better than anybody, but I've experienced enough anxiety for a lifetime and I I don't want it anymore. I want I want to be bonded to peace. I want to be glued and cemented to peace, not cemented to anxiety and fear and worry. And there's just no way to know everything that's going to happen in these days that we're living in. It's no way to know if war is going to end or wars, another war going to break out. We got two or three wars going on in the world right now, and we don't even know half of all that's going on in the world. But you're never going to know all that's going on. But what you can know is be humble, be kind, be bonded to peace rather than division and strife. Notice he says in all humility, with all humility, everything should be done with all humility. I got to tell you, I'm not doing everything with all humility yet, but I I'm trying and I'm heading there. How about you? We're not there yet, but we're on our way. And I want to encourage you that in these days that we're living in, look to the scriptures to find encouraging answers about the end times. We've got to stop listening to what social media is saying out there and what the, all the quote unquote experts are saying when they're not really experts, you know, when you know somebody's an expert, when they start saying they're not an expert. <laughs> but people that act like they are an expert, they're not. But people that are simply bearing good fruit in their lives, those usually are the experts. But we're told what's going to happen in the end. And it's encouraging, you know, people that are saying this is scary or I'm so afraid or we need to worry about all this going on with people that are, you know, checking onto airplanes through facial recognition and buying groceries through palm recognition. We should be afraid of those things. No, we shouldn't be afraid of those things. You know, the devil doesn't have control of the Earth completely yet because we're still here. I want to read to you something that will really encourage you about what to expect in the end times. Notice what the Bible says in First Thessalonians, Chapter four. He said, we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, about those who are asleep, those who are already dead, so that you may not grieve as others who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. He's talking about those who have already died, those who have already deceased. He said, for this, we declare to you by a word from the Lord that we who are alive and remain who are left here until the coming of the Lord, we will not proceed those who have fallen asleep for the Lord. Look at what he says. The Lord himself will descend with a shout and with a cry and a command from heaven with the voice of an archangel and with the sound of the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ, they will rise first. And then we who are still alive, who are remaining on Earth, we will be caught up together with him and with them and meet them in the clouds and in the air. I know that sounds crazy, but we're going to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord, he says, therefore, encourage one another with these words. I really want to zero in on that last sentence there. He says, therefore, encourage one another with these words. With all the fear going on, guess what God's trying to tell us to do encourage one another instead of inspiring people to fear. Let's encourage one another with these words. What are these words? When the trumpet sounds, when the real end is coming, those who are dead in Christ are going to rise first and we're going to see the Lord descending in a cloud with them and we who remain will be caught up in the air with them. This is called in the Bible the rapture. It's called the catching away. We'll be caught up with the Lord in the air. This is called the rapture. It's to be caught up together with him. Instead of fearing the future, we should be looking forward to it with joy. In Christ, we'll be caught up to meet him and we will always be with the Lord. And what I'm trying to get across to you is, you say, I thought this was think like a champion. I didn't know this was like a church service. It is think like a champion. And if you start thinking like this, where you really have the correct information, he said, I don't want you to be ignorant, brothers. I don't want you to be uninformed here. I want you to know how it's going to go down. Here's how it's going to go down. Be encouraged. Here's how it's going to go down. Here's how it's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. First Thessalonians, Chapter four, verse 13 through 18 tells us exactly what's going to happen. Now, everything else in the Bible is going to fit in to this happening because this is absolutely going to happen. Don't let anyone trick you. Don't let anyone scare you. People that use fear to get you to do something are the worst of all manipulators. Don't let anyone trick you or scare you. Mm. Look to the scriptures to find encouragement in discouraging times, look to the scriptures to find. The joy of looking forward to the Lord's return when he comes a second time, the Bible says, about us who believe in Jesus. We're not we don't think we're something because we did something. We're his children because we believe in him. And he says for you guys. Jesus is coming again without any reference to your sin, because you know why he's coming back a second time without reference to our sin, because the first time he dealt with sin on the cross he nailed it to the cross and he left it in the hell he left it in the grave and he rose from the dead and he rose without our sins he buried them and he's never going to bring them up again your sins and iniquities he will remember no more now to the person who is without Christ there is much to be afraid there is the fact that you will have to pay the price yourself for your sins and it is a price too deep for you to be able to afford it is an eternity of payment for eternity without god and separated from god forever which means separated from life and separated from light and separated from love and separated from the presence of god that is to be afraid of that is something to be scared of that is something that should worry any of us who have not accepted him but the beauti- the beautiful thing about jesus is he invites everybody to the table it's just a matter of whether you accept the invitation it's not like you're going to be left out if you just accept the invitation. He says, "I stand at the door and knock. Anybody who hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in and dine with him, and he with me." Listen, Second Thessalonians has a lot to say about this too. Let me read this to you. Now, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, sounds like the end of the end. Now, concerning the coming of our lord jesus christ this is the second coming and our gathering together to him we ask you not to be shaken in mind and do not be troubled well when people want to trouble you they're not from god he said don't be troubled either by spirit or by word or by letter as if as though the day of the Lord and the day of Christ has already come. Don't let anyone trick you. Don't let anyone deceive you by any means for that day will not come in less and until now he tells us when it's going to come. He said that day will not come until there is a catching away first. Now, this word falling away is what some translations call it, but it is actually the word the catching away so the day of the lord will not come the day of jesus Christ's second coming will not come until there is a catching away and then the man of sin the antichrist the man of lawlessness the son of perdition he says in verse 3 who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called god or that is worshiped he tries to sit as God in the temple of God trying to show himself that he is God. That's the Antichrist, not someone who makes it easy for you to board an airplane because of the the bio rhythm of your facial recognition, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. That's not what to be afraid of. It's to think that he's already come when you're still here It's to think that. He's already come or to think that somebody who's trying to get you to follow them instead of jesus that's the thing to be afraid of don't let them shake you don't let them get you don't let them hey he said do you not do you not remember when i was still with you i told you these things and now we are restraining what is restraining that he may be revealed on his own time listen he's saying in in verse if you go on verse seven he says he who now restrains this man of lawlessness he who now restrains the antichrist who he who now he who now restrains the devil will be taken out of the way and then the lawless one will be revealed and then the lord will consume him with the breath of his mouth how's that devil that's what's coming your way (laughs) listen to how great this is and it says and the lord will destroy the destroyer and consume him with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. (sighs) Listen to what he's telling us. He's saying, as long as the church, I don't mean religion, he's saying, as long as. The one who can bind. The man of lawlessness, that's us, he said, I give you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Every born again believer in Jesus Christ has the authority over the over the lawless one over the devil. Only when we're removed, only when we're out of the way, only when we have been taken up or caught up with the Lord, the great catching away called the rapture only. Is this boring you or are you getting something out of this? Only when we are gone, Can the devil truly operate fully and completely and people start getting the real mark of the beast is when we're gone, not because we're trying to get out of here, but because the Lord will catch us away with him. I tried to make this simple, but I'm not trying to make this some theological theory or myth. I want to make it very simple for you. What should we be doing in the last days? If we're in the last days, we shouldn't be worried about whether we're in the last days or not. We should be doing what the Bible has taught us this whole time to live in all humility, to live a life worthy that honors and glorifies God. It's not going to be a perfect life. It's not going to be a life where you never make mistakes, but it's a life where you are simply in all humility, trying to maintain the unity of the spirit be bonded to the peace of God. You're trying to make peace, not war. You're trying to show kindness and the love of God that leads people to repentance. We're trying to win this world to Jesus. When we're removed from this earth, the devil will have free reign, but he doesn't have free reign now. He is getting away with a lot, but that's because we're not binding him. That's because we're not preaching the gospel. That's because we're not introducing people to the grace of God from which they stand and by which we stand. We're not getting the gospel out enough and we're not giving people, empowering people enough. We got a lot of preachers making people afraid so they can become dependent on those preachers rather than giving people faith to know that, man, you're a champion. You're more than a conqueror. You're the head and not the tail. You and me together, we're the body of Christ. We're the army of God. We're the sons and daughters of the kingdom of God. We have power on this earth to bind and loose. We have power. Death and life are in the power of our tongue. We have the power to pray. We have the power to speak God's word. We have the power to prophesy. We have the power to forgive. We have the power to be kind. We have the power to lay hands on the sick and they recover. We have the power to plant seeds and get harvests. We have that power. Let's walk in our power. Let's not worry about what day it is. Let's walk in our power. What day is today? Today is the day to plant the seeds. Today is the day to speak the word. Today is the day to to give God praise. Today is the day to put a smile on your face. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Whether it's the last day or the first day, it is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. How you look at things is what's going to determine how happy you are in this life. Doesn't matter what's going on in the world. I know it matters and we need to be praying about those things and we need to be voting about those things and we need to be uh planting good seeds towards those things but we have to realize we can only control at the end of the day what god's given us control over we have the power to speak words of life we have the power to prophesy we have the power to pray and ask god to send forth the rain to send forth the power to send forth the boldness we have the power to give we have the power to be generous we have the power to forgive people we have the power to get up when we have fallen we got a lot of power. And when we use the power that we have, we don't have to worry about whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. We don't have to worry about if it's the last day, the day before the last day, 2,000 years before the last day. Occupy, Jesus said, occupy until I come. Take dominion until I come. We got to stop taking sides and we got to start taking dominion. We got to stop being worried about all the stuff going on. We got to start speaking life. And if you're anxious or worried about anything, remember, anxiety is not a signal to stay anxious. Anxiety is a signal to pray. Treat anxiety as a signal to pray. Treat worry as a signal to pray. Treat worry and anxiety as something that is a sign to you that you have the power right now when you feel that anxiety right now, when you feel that worry right now, when you feel that fear, you have the power to obliterate that worry through prayer. You have the power to obliterate that fear through prayer and through the declaration, the prophesying of God's words. Well, now you know what to do in the last days and now you know what to do in any day. Do the things that God has given you the power to do. And by faith, we can conquer kingdoms in this life. And we will rule and reign with Jesus forever and ever. Let's take our rightful place and let's get everybody into the kingdom of God and get everybody into the family of God that we can get in. Rather than being afraid, let's win souls, not arguments. Let's win hearts, not arguments and political persuasions. Let's win souls. Let's win the battle of our mind. Let's speak life. Let's prophesy the promises of God. Let's pray when we get anxious. Let's go to God when we get worried. Let's declare and put on the whole armor of God when we're afraid and put on the breastplate of righteousness and know that we're the righteousness of God. Pick up that shield of faith, which quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked one. You got more power than you realize, and if you realize that, you'll stop worrying about how you pay for your groceries, and you'll start winning souls to Jesus and walking in your power and authority. I know we all have needs. I'm not talking about that. There's many ways that God gives us to meet our needs and to provide for us, but stop worrying about what people say. This is happening, that's happening. We, this guy has got. This guy's got the mark of the beast. Stop worrying about all that and take authority and use the power that God's given you in this life and joy will come to you and peace and calm will settle over your heart and your family and your life. Can I pray for you, Father? Thank you. that Every person here feels and senses that they've been that they have the power that they've been empowered by you, not by me, but by you. I'm just reminding them of what you already gave them, Father, the power of life in their tongue, the power to pray with authority, the power to walk in humility, the power to plant the right seeds, the power to speak life, not death, the power to forgive. Lord, some need to forgive themselves right now. Some need to forgive others right now. And I thank you that you've given us all the power to forgive. And we receive that power. We walk in that power and we have the power to pray and we can come to you at any time, boldly to the throne of your grace. It's not a throne of judgment. It's a throne of grace. And we come to that throne. The throne of judgment is not for us, Lord. It's for those that reject Jesus. And we're praying that they won't reject Jesus today and every day. Amen. Thanks for joining me on Think Like a Champion. It's been a a wild 2 or 3 weeks on this topic but I hope that you're inspired by this and feel the power and the peace that comes from knowing these things and not not remaining ignorant of these things. Share it with someone who needs to hear it, subscribe to the podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts and thank you for those of you who give. You can go to lifechangerschurch.com/give slash give and thank you in advance. And remember, peace will come when you realize that you are a champion, you're more than a conqueror. And as a man thinks, so is he. So think like a champion and you will continue to win. God bless.